This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it as we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. And good afternoon. We are live and our phone lines are open. If you have an interesting item you'd like a free appraisal of, you can call in right now. Our phone number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, long distance, don't worry about it. It's toll-free. You can dial this number. 1-866-744-740. This is if you have old coins, gold or silver, statues, art, fine china, antiques, maybe classic toys or sports cards or memorabilia. Maybe you have an old piece of advertising, maybe a record collection, anything you have lying around the house. Maybe it's been in your family for generations. If you think it might have some special value, you can call in right now and have two experts give you a live appraisal. Those expert experts are two of the stars of Storage Wars Canada, Paul Kenny and his son Bogard Kenny. What's up, guys? How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. It's and nice and uh, sunny here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in uh, Palm Beach County, Florida, where there was supposed to be a hurricane. This, I don't know. The hurricane's not coming to our coast now. Everything's fine. It's a so, rainy, windy day. Just a slow news day, so they're making it up a lot of weather, eh? They, I would argue they did get a little carried away by evacuating the entire state, and now it looks like you know maybe the West Coast gets landfall. I mean, it still hasn't happened yet. I don't know. It's, listen, the weather systems are so sophisticated. I mean, seven days out, people were packing up and leaving. And, uh, you know, even people that, that we knew or whatever, like, yeah, we're going inland. We're going to go from the East Coast to the West Coast and visit friends. Well, guess what happened? Over seven days, the trajectory changed. And now, now they're in the hurricane path and their house is fine out here. It's just weird. Yeah, you want to make God laugh, you just tell him your plans. I know what you mean here. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, it should be an exciting day. I should give our phone number again. If you have a rare item you'd like an assessment of, it's 416-360-0740. What kind of week was it for you? Oh, well, it started last week. We did the, the Fan Fest. They had 130,000 people there. I had a Spider-Man number one. We actually sold it at the show. People dressed as everything you could possibly imagine. And people with their families and the young kids. And they're getting them in to be uh, Star Wars fans. Or I saw kids like one years old dressed up as Princess Leia type of thing. But they had a lot of people there. Uh, It is one of those events that you want to go just see at least once. It's a a world-class event. And uh, there was, like I say, everyone was there. The stars were there. Bogart and I I were there. You guys are TV stars, but I know Tim Curry was there and a bunch of other uh, meatloaf was there. Did you get to meet any of these people? We're just too busy. I mean, I actually spent, well, we were just too busy. But... They do charge, uh, I think Tim Curry was $300 an autograph. What? 
Three hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah, and um, and meatloaf was sixty. No, they do charge. For, Bogart and I never charge for autographs. I want to say this, but we don't get that many re- requests. If they give us, if we get to manage to steal a free pen of the deal, then we're ahead of the deal. But uh, they were sell. <laughs> they were. Uh, um, yeah, it was three hundred dollars, and on photos for Tim Curry to meet Tim Curry. He's not even in the new movie. There's a new horror movie. It's the It remake. Mm-hmm. Really? But I don't think he's in it. No, yeah, but I mean that, that would sort of get his star rising again, other than the Rocky Horror Picture Show anniversary. But that's every. He's year. not in good shape. He's not in good shape. He not in good shape. Why do you say that? I think he had a stroke uh, a couple years ago, and uh, what? Yeah. No, no. We're all getting a bit older, you know. And uh, I'd love to be handling his memorabilia. If he ever decides to sell, I'd hope he gives me a call and says. Uh, some original scripts out of uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, I'm sure I could sell them. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no. you brushed over something else. You said you sold a Spider-Man copy one or something like that. No, we had a Spider-Man number one. And also for our YouTube, for what it's worth, I did a feature on, uh, it isn't uploaded yet, on Amazing Fantasy 15. The, the dealer next to me had a book worth $75,000, and it wasn't wow. even in great shape. And he had another Hulk number one, which is worth about $240,000. We will be uploading these to our the YouTube uh, for what it's worth, that thing that Bogart and I do. We're just going around getting items, the actual item, and photographing so people can see the item and get the value and have an idea of what their stuff at home is worth as well. And they'll be able to, they, we're going to be adding to it almost every week. We're going to try to. But yeah, this, I love the YouTube page. So for those going, well, what are you talking about? Well, just go to YouTube and you type in the search line for what it's worth. That's the name of your channel where you're showing all the details of these rare items that you guys come across, why they're valuable, why they're rare, generally how much they're worth. But for people who say, oh, man, I wish I could own that specific coin. Sometimes you guys even list them by how rare they are. Yeah. You can get up close and personal with these coins without having to spend maybe a couple hundred grand to get your hands on them. So it's a, I love this this YouTube page. Well, no, we're also going to be doing this week. We're going to try if we can do it. It's going to be a little bit more complicated. We're going to tell people how to value their gold. A step-by-step, if you have this, if it weighs this, if it's this carrot, I know we talk about it on the show here a lot so that people don't get ripped off, but we want people, we're going to be putting it up online probably hopefully in the next week or two so they can say, I've got this piece of gold, I know what it's worth, so if I take it to a shop and he offers me $90 for something that's worth $360, I know not to sell it to him. That's what yeah, we're going to be doing. Yeah, almost like an insurance policy. Make, make sure you know what things are worth so you can protect yourself. Hey, yeah. speaking of which, let's get to work here. Oh. Linda in Toronto has a, a silverware set she wants to learn about. Linda, how are you? I'm very well. How are you, uh, gentlemen? Everything's good? Yes. Good. Yeah, things are good. Things are good. Okay, no troubles, right? No. No, okay. no. Yeah, don't jinx us. Okay, I've got a 25-piece <laughs> set silverware. It's been in my family for, I don't know, generations and generations. And there's marking on it that is a WM.A Rogers, yeah. A1 triple R. Okay, that's William Rogers. Yes. There are many Rogers brothers, 1847 Rogers. They're all, they all got together over the long run. Let's put that. And if it says Rogers on the back, it's generally silver plate and not sterling. Now, yes. we do buy silver plate, but about 99% of the patterns we actually crush. Okay. We buy, I know, it's we bad news. We tell what we do with it. Okay. We say we'll buy it from them. Yeah, we buy it, but we do crush it and we take the silver back off it because most of the young kids don't want to clean it. And if you get, and you know, when some of the, if this pattern's been in your family for all this long, 
it probably has some what we call wear-through, where you can see the copper underneath. Right. And most people, you'll say, show that to your kids, and it says, no, I don't want this. I'm not going to have my little Johnny eating his, his problem with the spoon that's got copper showing through it on it. Uh, so this, we, that's why a lot of people with the worn patterns will give them to us. But we buy silver plate. We're one of the largest buyers of silver plate in the country. Um, because a lot of people in 1960, if you got you got married, uh, most of the people get their wedding gifts were a, tea, a silver plate tea set, a silver plate tray, silver plate cutlery set, and now they're not using it. It's a little bit out of fashion. Right, because just wondering because it was passed down like from the great grandmother to the grandmother to the mother to the brother now to me. Yeah, um, probably it, I don't know the pattern, but 25 pieces will cost you more to complete it than it's going to be worth. They, you could buy those pads. We sell them on eBay. Sometimes we'll try them on for a 25-piece set. might go for $50, $60. Okay. So that's not great news, but it's, but uh, it's news. It's news. Okay, yes. Thank you for your call. Okay, Our next you. call is Mary Ann in Burlington, and she's got some sports memorabilia. Mary Ann oh. in Burlington, how are you? Um, what do you have? I have a hat that I got at... Um, in 1991, when the Blue Jays had the All-Star Game, yep, and this is mm. from the day before the the workout day when they had the um, home the, run derby. Yeah, the Gatorade Day or whatever they called it. Yeah. Okay, yep. Yeah. And is it signed or just the hat? No, it's just the hat. It's a, it's a neon pink. Yeah, there was about uh, thirty or forty thousand people there. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's about a five dollar hat. Oh, okay. In uh, in the Blue Jays stuff, there would now. If you had um, a World Series ring from the next year or the ticket stub even from that game, from the, from the All-Star game, oh, goes for I about $25. Yeah. The World Series ticket stubs, just a used stub will go between $50 and $150. Okay. Just for the ticket what? stubs from the World Series games because in Toronto it was a big from thing. World Series? Yeah. Well, we, my son has a couple, few of those. I have to get in touch with him. And they're actually, if you do run into one of the players later on, you and you happen to see someone who played on the team, you get them to sign that stub. Yeah. I have ticket stubs from the 1960 World Series, and they're worth about $2,000. Is that right? Well, wow. They're full tickets. Yeah. And I just have one other thing. Yep. Um, it's a book that was presented to my grandmother in England in 1904. Oh, what, but it depends on what the book is about. It's Swiss Family Robinson. Yeah, but that'll be actually a little bit later rendition uh, edition of that. If you have originals of something like that, they can be worth several thousands of dollars. But that'll be like we had one in here, uh, Uncle Tom's Cabin, uh, from the first year from 1853. Now, the original is worth up to $12,000, but you get one one year later, and it's worth $200. 20 years later, it's worth $3. No, that's, well, it's still, you can read it to your kids. I would never sell these, but I just curious to know if they were worth anything. Yeah, no, those are Well, no they're worth something, just maybe not There's thousands just me. yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, thanks. For You're listening time. to Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. We are live, fielding your phone calls about items that you own that you think might have some special value. Maybe it's a lottery type of thing. You call in with an old hat that's been lying around. Maybe it's got some special value. That one we just heard about did not. 30000 did you say, were made? Yeah. Uh, but if you have a rare item that you'd like to get assessment of from two celebrities who have made a fortune dealing in people's stuff, specifically finding value that other people overlook, our phone number is 416 416- 
416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. They have a store that you can visit to bring your items to. It's located at 10,341 Young Street. That's on Young Street in Richmond Hill, just north of Major McKenzie. Our number, 416-360-0740. We'll be right back. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love from scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. We are live, fielding your phone calls about items, collectible items, or anything you might have might have some special value. Our phone number, 416-360-0740. And the two stars of the show, Paul Kenny and his son, Bogart Kenny. You know them from Storage Wars Canada, and you can also find them on A&E. Uh, that network, A&E, and the name of the show is Northern Treasures. Yeah. In terms of, uh, you just did the big fan expo, Christie's Auction. All oh. sorts of exciting things have been happening. Give us an update. Oh, yes. We were at the Christie, auction, uh, Christie Antique Show yesterday, Bogart and I. Bogart did most of the hard work. I did most of the thinking. And yesterday we gave away around $12 million, and we have 24 more fans. Um, they came up. They mentioned <laughs> Zuma Radio, and uh, we gave them a half a million dollars. Um, so we've actually in got defunct to, Zimbabwe currency. Yes. Well, some people tried to spell, spend it in my booth. That's that, that's what got us there. So we give them that, and um, we signed it off to them. But there was um, uh, people that came. They heard about it on the show here, and they came. It says we did not over exaggerate it. It was exactly as we said. But we did. I'm um, also we walked around the field, and um, some of the prices on stuff like. The early American press glass. A lot of people call, call us in about it. Call in about it, and it is wait, still wait, 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 so slow down. What what, do you, what is early American press glass? What okay. ha, slow down? What is what's Sorry. happening? What is that? Yeah, I actually I forget about that. I use those short words. Um, early American press glass was made between about eighteen seventy and nineteen up to nineteen fifties. It was meant to look like it was cut glass, but it was actually poured or pressed in molds. And it's like even your depression glass is like that as well. And there was a lot of people I get in every house call we get, we people show it to us. And I said, please uh, just hand it to your kids or you can't get as much as you would have to go and replace this bowl at, um, at one of the big box stores. But prices were down for that. They were also down on, on China. There was um, but they were up on your major items. Like we were talking about the gas memor- gasoline memorabilia. Yeah, Signage, unbelievable pricing, yes. Advertising. The other thing is what was up was, and I, I mentioned this on the show a lot, and I should explain it. It's mid-century modern. And people ask me, okay, that mid-century modern is about 1950 through to about 1970. 
when you had that Scandinavian Danish look and you had the teak furniture. The first thing out of our booth yesterday was the um, a Danish tea, uh, Danish uh, diamond suite. Uh, the first thing out. I think the second one was a couple of chairs. Um, that is very hot all through the show. Um, there was vintage furniture. One of the the mid century stuff we was selling that that teak. If you had something from nineteen thirty, um, a dresser or eighteen ninety mustache pulls uh, um, dresser, you couldn't sell it. They were still on the floor, still on the on the field at the end of the show. But the wow. mid century wow. modern was selling right away, so people were wanting that kind of the, the sleek design with the teak. And even the Danish stuff sells faster than the Canadian stuff. But you remember, wow. you probably remember those uh, lava lamps and, and, and the vases that look like they're poured lava. Yeah, kind of, yeah. That kind of stuff was back in and selling. And people would say if it was 1960s, they're like they were doing up TV sets or something. I don't know what it was. We did not. It's we, madness. Yeah. We it's had, madness. And I was going to say my comment, when I went to the spring show, the Christie Outdoor Auction or whatever, $7,000 for a Mobile One sign from the 80s? I mean, some yeah. of this stuff is just, it's crazy. But I guess that's what guys want to put in their garages or whatever. They park their Harley next to old gas uh, signs and gas cans or whatever. It's just there's no, there seems to be no ceiling to that market right now. Uh, back to the phone lines. Bruce from Oakville is our next caller. Bruce, welcome to Consignment Heroes. You're live. Hi, guys. I have a Dave Keon towel. With oh. it, it, you hang it. Uh, it's on a it's on a wooden stick. I don't have the little strings that you could hang it like a banner on the wall. Approximately nineteen sixty four, sixty five. Could be has a York it's, peanut butter uh, logo in the in the in the bottom left hand corner. Nope, no, no logo, no peanut butter logo. No, no, it just says York maybe on it. Nope. Okay, okay. not on this. Okay, maybe the tag's taken off. The um and the about three hundred dollars. The puck is holding on to the stick for dear life. Oh! The puck is holding on to the stick for dear life. It's, um, is it a caricature or more yeah, of a... Yeah, okay. it's like a caricature. Those are the Puki... I can't pronounce this. It's a Polish name. Pukeeps... I can't pronounce... It's, a, it's an artist. And he did a number of uh, caricatures of hockey players in the uh, uh, early mid-60s to early 70s. Okay. Uh, you have the towel be worth about $100. If oh, it had been New York peanut butter, it would have been 300 Pardon? It went from 3 to 100 I'm sorry you got the one. Well, <laughs> yeah, because... stop talking. You were doing better before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, the two different towels. Um, the York peanut one is peanut butter. I don't know if they have them for Keon, actually, but they're very, they were, you had to send in a couple of labels. Anything like that, then you had to send in a label or a box top and, and send in your 25 cents, which oh, in 1963 yeah. was a lot of money. Yeah. And, uh, those are always much, much rarer. And I think yours was a premium as well, but they're just not as collectible. He did the, they did almost every team. And they did pictures that were about 12 by 14. They also had them on mugs. The mugs sell for about $35. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, all of this kind of stuff is kind of is very, very collectible. Stuff out of the mid-60s well, when the Leafs were actually winning Yep. Uh, is very, very – the fans are fevered. And they want to buy this stuff. You know, the, I don't know if you remember this. They had tiles. They were 8-inch by 8-inch tiles. Some of those tiles with a hockey player on them go for up to $5,000. What do you mean? Actual, like, floor tiles? Like floor you tiles. Like Dave Keon bathroom yeah. set? Bathroom, if you want? Wow. No, man. That'd and be Dave kind of... Keon's generally hot, right? You're saying, like, people still, he's highly collectible. Yeah, I call him Goalpost Keon. He, 
I was a Frank Mahovlich fan. I'm sorry. You can't be a Frank Mahovlich fan and a Dave Keon well, fan George at the Armstrong same time. Well, you're a George Armstrong guy, too, though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but I'm not a Keon guy. He was a guy, Mr. Goalpost. Sorry. All right. Uh, Diane from Brampton is our next caller. Diane is calling from Brampton. Diane, you're live on Consignment Heroes. How are you? Not too bad, and you? Good. Pretty good. What do you got? I have a little um, table set. It was probably 65 years old, and it's for like a dollhouse. Okay. Plastic or metal? Metal. And uh, steel or kind of a brassy color? No, it's um, the paint, the um, chairs in that are painted. There's two chairs, a table, and a bench in the original box. Oh, who ma- okay, who made them on the outside of the box? It'll have a manufacturer. If it's made by Marx Brothers, very, very collectible. If it's made by, if it just says made in Hong Kong, we've got a problem. It'll be worth $5, $10. As Marx Brothers will be worth up to $75 in the box. What, Diane? Get the no. box. <laughs> I'd have to get a, a magnifying glass because it's very tiny on the box. If you get that, give us a call back, and I'm glad I can, I can surely help you. Uh, doll furniture is very collectible all the time. Okay? Okay, perfect. Diane, Diane, we'll even put you on hold if you want to gather that information or get the magnifying glass, whatever you need. Our next caller is Joan from Grafton. Joan, you're live on Consignment oh, Heroes. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hi. Um, I have an original um, Woodstock T-shirt and poster. Oh, well, I like what? the poster, but hold on. You got a T-shirt? Yes. You bought it there? Oh, I'm not. Well, I guess I'm old enough for that, but uh, my brother-in-law bought it there. Okay, you don't want to admit How can you prove that? How would you know that? I can prove it. Do you have the ticket stub? No. Well, we might have, but we do have um, an article uh, from the newspaper with my brother-in-law explaining everything. Now, that, see, there's the provenance and the story. I'd love to see this. I'd love to buy this. I don't think I'm going to get it out of you, but this is something that's way cool. Because um, rock and roll memorabilia is uh, getting even more collectible than some of the sports stuff. Like, okay. And a Woods, a Woods, original Woodstocks T-shirt from that time period, if it wasn't one that was reproduced, and uh, it'd be $500 of anyone's money. Anyone's okay. money. Well, how would you know that? I know that's the problem here. Like verification would be impossible. Other, like I mean, I know there's a news article, but I, I know that whatever newsroom that was, how would they verify it? Even you know what I mean? Like, like what is this? Does I see one that says it's original online. It's got like sort of the the upper neck of a guitar and a bird sitting on it. it says peace and music. Is that what this one says? Um, I don't have it in front of me, but um, I. Uh, and the only this one claims it's authentic, so the tag should say 100% cotton sportswear in almost yeah. handwritten writing. Yes. So there's a couple ways to sort of, I mean, but that's probably been faked a million times. Oh, man, that's really tough. But, if you but hand- this one might be the real deal. Yeah. And- well, I, I know it is the real deal. Okay. Oh, no, I'm sure. I, I'm not saying you're not confident. I'm just saying, like, to prove to a buyer who might be willing to shell out who knows how much money, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The ticket stub would be interesting. Any other, any backup provenance information that you have would be good as well. Um, and you put together the whole package. You said, what else did you have with that? Well, I have the, the poster? poster, the T-shirt, and then the article with him appearing in the newspaper with it. Well, did he steal the poster right from Woodstock, or did he buy it later? Um, I think he brought it. 
uh, got it then. Okay. Now, the poster... This is hot stuff, man. This is pretty cool. But you want to know what's even hotter? I have a friend of mine who I bought a collection off the other day, and he has right from inside... Remember the the Sony Center used to be called the O'Keefe Center? Right. Mm -hmm. Well, he has... um, And Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix all played at the O'Keefe Center. You would never even think about this. They did two shows. But he actually has a poster from inside the O'Keefe Center. He stole it on the way out. I shouldn't say he stole it. He, um, he figured there wasn't going to be any more shows. He didn't need it anymore. But a poster like that today is probably worth $2,500. Yeah, okay. that'd, be a, that'd be a big time collector for Toronto rock fans oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. And uh, we do have some uh, posters as well. Um, but I, I am planning on making a trip to um, your store with the posters. I'd love to see them. Make sure, just roll them. Don't fold them, please. Okay. They're laying flat right now. Yeah. There should be nothing wrong with if you roll them. That'll be the easiest way to transform and Don't roll them too tight. Okay. And uh, you can even roll them all together and uh, uh, don't roll them tight. And I'm glad to see this. This, this will Jim, probably might make call. my day. Well, I wish we'd have talked to you before. We had a huge comic book collection, and I didn't know you existed, so I think we lost some money there. <laughs> well, that's why we're oh, in business man. now. We're helping people now, okay? Uh-huh. So, but Thanks for your phone can... call. Hey, remember Diane from a call ago? She had the yep. dollhouse set. She, she says she has the manufacturer name, and she's going to join us back on the line. Diane, are you back with us? Yes. Diane, so what did we come up with? Made in Japan. Okay. Oh, wait, was that good or bad? What did you say was bad? You said made in Hong Kong would be bad. No, even made in Japan is not great. There should be there should be a brand name. What you want is something like Marks or Linamar or some a toy manufacturer because people don't collect by made in Japan or made in China or made in Hong Kong. They collect yeah, by mar- brand I names. Find anything? Yeah, oh, it might man. have been one like you, you would have got it into a in an adult an old variety store. They would have had that for kids and. They would have been, some importer would have brought them in or a jobber. On, um, yeah, if it said Marks or um, one of the big manufacturers, people collect that because they're trying to com- complete their sets. They would have bought the, the big doll house and then they buy mm-hmm. the individual doll furniture to go in it. And that they're always willing to pay for stuff that's new. It's the bo- if it's in the box, it's supposed to you be gotta in. you got to wonder how many people right now are rummaging through their basements and attics wherever saying, okay, I have that old stupid dollhouse. Does it say marks on it? Am I rich today? Well, it doesn't. It can say something else. It could be bisque. It could be – that's why I say – I'm telling you, people have lottery tickets in their basement, and the only way they're going to expire is when they throw them into the garbage. While they still mm-hmm. have them in their basement and they get us to check them, pretend we're like one of, those, one of those little machines in the variety store. You put the ticket in, you're a winner. That's what me and Bogart are, okay? We're winners? We're winners. Okay. We go in and tell people <laughs> what their stuff is worth, okay? Now, if it's, we don't want to spend all day doing it, but like I say, I find some of the best stuff in the basement. Like this gentleman who had that poster, I saw it. My eyes lit right up. And I said, this is going to be, it might even be more than that. Okay, because he probably has one of one of four or five Led Zeppelin posters available, because most of the other ones were probably thrown out. He had the foresight to steal it. I don't know if that's the right way to say this. I won't give his name over the air, but he had the, if 
this is what happens. People take it. They put it in their basement. They enjoy it for a couple of weeks or a year. They put it in the basement, and nothing happens for 25 years, and now it's got value. And that's why people have to check out what's in their basement. We can actually help people. We, Bogart and I, I've got like 40 years' experience doing this. I'm not one of these people who took one of these appraiser courses for three days, uh, read a couple of books, and they know one little narrow area. We, I know a lot about collecting, a lot about antiques, a lot about clocks and, and sports cards and all this stuff. Not much. I don't know everything, but I, I know people who do know everything, and I can help with anyone who's got stuff in their basement. Or upstairs. Yeah, yeah. It could be anything. And some of that stuff, sometimes it's tools, too. There's vintage tools or, like, even if you think of, like, an old outboard five-horsepower motor. Yeah. Like an old Johnson. Like, they look great. They're ornate. People hang them on their walls. It might have not run in 50 years, but people want them. You know, they look good. They were stylized. Old fridges, even, right? Like, some of those old fridges sell for $1,000 because they have the look from the Art Deco era. And if they run, even better. Uh, our next caller is going to be Janice in Halliburton. Janice Halliburton. How are you? Oh, hi. Good afternoon. How are you? Pretty good. What do you have? Well, uh, you were just speaking about finds in basements, and I found this newspaper clipping in my mother's basement, and it is the it says the Globe, and it is Confederation Day, and it's Toronto Monday, July, eighteen sixty-seven. Okay, I hope wow. you've other stuff in your basement because this was I've had this in comes into my store but once every 3 4 months. Uh they reproduced this in 1967. And a lot of people think it's from the one from 1867. They did too good a job reproducing it. Okay. But it's still interesting, but don't spend any money framing it. It's got Oh no, it's not. It's not even been taken care of. Tell you the truth, it's kind of tattered and yeah. uh, one little rip in it. But I just found it very interesting with all the um, the uh, things for sale and talking about uh, real hoop skirts and coal and yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, considering that date, I had no idea if it was worth anything, if it should go in a museum or no, no. You just mm. have a good story to tell your kids. That you thought you had something, but it didn't turn out to be so good. It's like when it's not he's a good story to tell. Well, it is a good story, <laughs> but no. A lot of times, what, what we always say, you know, when once something says collector edition, or something is when they're doing commemoration, or like when in 1967, 1967, they make so much stuff that none of it really has any value. The only thing that's good out of 1867, 1967 is the coin sets that we buy because the government was still making them out of silver. You know what I mean? Hmm. And they overcharged at the time, but people can buy, bring them in now. Like, I wouldn't buy any of the coin sets that the Mint's putting out now for, now, for 2017 because they're overpriced. You can buy me a year. If you really, really love how it looks, buy it a year from now. It'll be one-third of the price. With that thought in mind, we're going to go to Jay from Burlington. Uh -oh. He has an old Canadian penny. Jay from Burlington, are you there? Yes, I am. What do you got? Jay, what do you have exactly? Yeah, uh, I have a, an old Canadian penny from 1859. Um, and it's the way that it was struck, um, it kind of makes the word scent uh, look like a word that I probably can't say on the radio. Okay. Now, <laughs> what in the first pennies for Canada, uh, first ones were 1858. 
I and, actually have a few of them, yeah. Yeah, 58 is worth much more in most cases. It's worth about, in good shape, it's worth about $80. goes up to about 3000 Now, in 1859, this is a weird story, they made so many, and they didn't issue another penny for a number of years. They just loaded up with pennies. They were shortage of, of coinage over here in Canada, and they made these 1859s. And what they had, they broke, they were had a hard time making the penny, and they kept on breaking the die. These were all made in England. They were, none of them were made here. So they were making these, and then what they would do, if the die broke, they kind of jerry-rigged it and fixed it a little bit. And so sometimes you have a, it says 1859. This is hard to explain, but, and it's, they switch the numbers around. It might say 1859 over an 1858. Or oh. Oh, it was, weird. but there are, there are something like 250 variations on this one penny. Oh, up this to, one has an obscenity on it. Is that worth anything? Yeah. No, no, I don't think it's got an obscenity. I think he's just reading it funny. He's, um, actually, no, well, because the way that it was struck um, with the E, it actually wasn't fully struck, so it does read out that way. Okay. <laughs> it might, well, most of the variations are in the dates and on the obverse, but what we're going to have, I would take a look at it because there are people who only collect 1859 Canadian pennies, and they haven't got them all yet. There are people. Some of the pennies are up to about twenty-five thousand oh, dollars if they're what? made on brass. Yes. <laughs> oh so this wow. is why I'm saying you should check. This is not something like guy says here's it worth a dollar. I, this is something you get two opinions of for sure. We say this on the show all the time. Get two opinions. Make try make one of Mars, but get two <laughs> opinions on what something is worth. Don't have guy says that's not worth anything. He takes it out, takes it from you, gives you a dollar, and sells it for fourteen thousand. That would make right. you mad. Oh, so, definitely. So, but get two opinions on, or at least try and find out exactly which one it is. There is a book, there's actually two or three books written on a narrow subject matter, 1859 pennies. Oh, a little wow. bit boring for me, but <laughs> there, there are some people who actually read through them, and that's all they collect. If you have a chance, bring it in. I'll take a look at it. I'll take a photo of it. If it is unique, and we can send it off to the right people who uh, would want this, I might be able to help you out. How's that? Wow, that would be great. Okay. Thank hmm. you very much for your call. No Wait, problem. That Thank was a Canadian penny that he was talking about, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, because there is, uh, I've see, I can see listings of, um, it says one, and then the word sent with the same malfunction, and it's happened to American pennies as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's from, weakly from, struck. Uh, it's more called than 100 years old, yeah. Yeah. So, so it, it's, a, it's a misprint that's happened before. It's just a matter of uh, how much is somebody willing to pay to have that oddity. Yeah. Uh, our next caller is going to be, oh, Bruce from, Bruce from Oakville says he's called back. He's got more leaf stuff. Hey, yeah, Wayman, I'm excited got, about uh, it. Okay. I got, well, I've got four pictures hanging on the wall here in the basement. Okay. Uh, they're, they were done in, the, I guess it was the mid-'90s when Pat Burns was the coach. Yeah, yeah. And they're the Pat's Garage, the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, 1931-1997. They're wearing the old-style jerseys. Yeah, no, that's more of a contrived collectible, as I call it, something that's made up for the mass market. Yeah. Bogart would like that more, and as much as I tell him not to buy that kind of stuff, oh, okay. I'm more interested in the older stuff that people threw away or didn't think about as being collectible. Okay. This is one of those things on the back, it probably say, here, for, you know, buy this, it's a collectible. And um, it's nice. Yeah, it Bruce. Was, Go ahead. Are, are you selling all this leaf stuff? Are you now like a Red Wings fan, or oh, no, what? Are you got gambling debts? Are you selling? I'm downsizing <laughs> my house. 
I'm downsizing my house, so I'm just curious what oh. it might be worth. Um, oh, well, you know what? Five, for those bucks. who are downsizing their homes or selling or moving to something smaller, uh, you know, Paul Kenny is the guy to call. Not only can he help you find the best person to sell your house, but every single item inside of it for the highest price. Well, the house is already sold. I'm just wondering what these pictures might be worth. Yeah, those ones, not as much. I'm more interested in your stuff out of the 60s and 70s. Okay. Uh, stuff out of the 90s, it's like with um, baseball cards and hockey cards. I can leave them out in my parking lot. They won't even steal them. Okay. Okay. So these will be collectible <laughs> in another 40 years is what you're telling me. Yeah, yeah if you've got great grandkids, they'll like them. Okay. All right. I'll hang on to them then. Thank you. All right. Okay. Thanks, for, thanks for your call, Bruce. Right. Um, our next caller to Consignment Heroes, and we are live this Sunday afternoon. If you have an item you'd like a free assessment of, you can call in 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. Paul and his son have a store on Young Street in Richmond Hill. The address is 10,341 Young Street. Our next caller is Rhonda in Scarborough. Rhonda. Hi. Good afternoon. I have a King Edward 1901 to 1910 plate made by Russell & Sons of London, uh, England. And I also have one that's done with gold, blue, and he's in his full uniform with a crown on top of his head. Now, does it say 1901 to 1910 on it? Yes, it does. So it's a commemorative after he died. Yes. Yeah. And the other one um, doesn't have anything on the front, just this picture with his medals and a, a crown over his head. And that's done in color with gold. Queen Victoria is the one that sells for more. When you get your Edward and George, they just don't have the same cachet. Okay. Uh, 10 to 15 to $25. If it's particularly nice, yes. um, you might get 40 from a collector. That you know, As we say on the show, if you get the right buyer on the right day with the right amount of money, you can get this much money. Okay. Um, I have, uh, if I can tell you, I have yeah. a whole uh, four set of uh, the Queen Elizabeth 1939 um, with her, I guess, when she was um, just starting out as the Queen. No, Princess Elizabeth. She yes, became Queen I in 1953. Five of those. A lot of them are done in gold. With the cups and saucers? Yes. They go for about $25 each. They're probably going to go up in price, though, as, as the Queen keeps on going and becomes, a, and she is the longest living monarch of the UK. Um, her collectability will increase. Okay. 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 May I ask you one more question? If you sure. Don't uh, I have a picture I actually bought in a state sale um, with E.P. Taylor and his wife with uh, uh, the Queen's mother in 1960 uh, in their living room. Now, that'd be kind of cool, but there'd be people, horse people like that. Okay. Probably go, uh, actual photo was not something that was given away as a souvenir. If it was something, an actual photo, probably 50 to $75, because there are you pay Taylor collectors, or people Queen collectors. Yeah. $50 to $75. Okay, thank you very much. No problem. Thank you, Bob. All right. Our next caller is Maureen from Markham. Maureen from Markham, welcome to Consignment Heroes. You're live on Zoomer Radio. Hello, how are you? Good, good. What do you have? Um, I have from the House of Bells a specially selected Scotch whiskey in a and in the bell is the actual uh, bottle where the whiskey is in. It was to commemorate the birth of Prince William of Wales, 21st of June, 1982. Okay, and I'm going to have to look this one up because someone called about Ben. You might remember somebody called about a liquor bottle a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that was me. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was really dead wrong on that one. I looked it up later on. I came, which is the other one you gave me, the other liquor bottle you gave me? 
No, it wasn't a, a liquor bottle. Um, I also have a Coca-Cola stained glass Luke radio. Okay. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about we had a couple of people inquire about very expensive scotches. Yes. Right? And then somebody else called him with a bottle. I remember you saying you were off by a couple thousand on an estimate on one of them. I forget, which, I forget the details of that caller. But I if you can, called in recently. I'm going to uh, have to look we it up. We were wrong. I'm going to have, I'm I gonna have to go back I, to I our podcast to, and find out. Okay. I think I had to call you back because um, was it Bogart or Paul? One of them wasn't in the store, and I didn't get around to calling you back. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Okay, well, why don't we deal with these items today, and then we can sort out the mystery of where we went wrong in the past later. Okay. Now, what do you have today? Is you got the bells? Yeah. But this is 1981, right? Uh, 21st of June, 1982. 1982. This one I have to look up. Scotch? (laughs) It's scotch? Uh, Yes, it says selected scotch whiskey. To commemorate the birth of Prince William of Wales. Oh, it's actually, and it looks like a bell. It is shaped, it is an actual bell. Now, and it's in the box and everything. You can buy them today for 90 pounds. 90 pounds? Yeah. Hmm. That's about $140, I think. Okay. As soon as I say this, someone will get the calculator out and correct me, but it's approximately that. Okay. <laughs> But they're, they, see, okay, so it's worth something. Yeah. And okay. Then maybe it's worthwhile still holding on to it in case he becomes keen, and then it might be worth more. What's even worth more is to drink it. <laughs> Can I say that on the air? No, no don't promote that. <laughs> no, no. no, no, no. Yeah, no, you're right. She should hope for, uh, you know, a transition and Charles to abdicate, and you might have something really valuable. Right, right. Okay. Because, I mean, that's probably how it's going to go, right? Okay. Well, how about the Coca-Cola stained glass Luke radio? And now, what year is that from, though? It says um, 2001. Yeah. The, the Coca-Cola Company All Rights Reserved, produced by Polyconcept USA, under license, da-da-da-da, Coca-Cola. Yeah, and they, the Coca-Cola Company will give out the license to a lot of different people, a lot of different things, probably $20, $30. And I really tell people, unless you really enjoy collecting this and you have a place to put it in your house and you want to look at it, do never buy them as an investment or as even a collectible because they make too many. There's no limits on how many they make. Okay. okay? And this is the shame about this, but the Coca- because Coca-Cola stuff from the turn of the century, 1910, 1920, 1930, is worth so much money, people fall into the false impression that the new Coca-Cola stuff is going to be worth money. That's not how it works. Okay. Okay? But the older stuff in nice shape because everyone threw it out back then. Right. And now everyone's saving it. It's like I had a person the other day walk in with when the last game at the gardens. They came in with 27 cases of Coke. <laughs> all undrank. And, wow. But they were saving. They thought they were going to be worth a lot of money. They paid, I know, $10 a case then, and now I, had to, I gave them 6 because I can sell oh, them for 10 oh. Wow. Not a good investment. Okay, we, well, we got to hustle. Thanks for your call. Here. Um, oh, okay. Posters from Team Canada, Russia 74, uh, that series. 72 is the biggie. Oh, Everyone cool. loves 72. 74, it's like a, it's like a small, you know, weaker sister type of thing. They still sell. If, if you've got autographs on, it's worth about $10, $15. But the real one that people want is 72. Two. Okay. And um, one more thing. Okay. I've got um, a, a grandfather clock. 
Um, it was a limited edition, 15 of 100 made uh, by Bulova. Okay. Now, that but still recent. Once they say limited edition, collector's edition, and stuff like that, you end up overpaying for something. You know, because grandfather clocks from the turn of the century are worth thousands and thousands of dollars. A Bulova one, they're a watch company. They shouldn't be making clocks. Okay. But yeah, this, I think they made them to give, these were given out to their executives. Maybe then it'll be worth something. How big is it? Is it, full, is it grandmother's or is it a full grandfather's yeah, size? Like a six foot tall one? Pardon? Oh. Uh, it's a full size grandfather clock. I would say in today's market, uh, if, I, if it was on the show, if it was on the field yesterday at, at uh, Christie, someone would have had it out there for $300. Oh, and, that's all? And please take it, yes, because they show up and if someone who wants a grandfather clock wants an old one. I'm just saying how the thinking is. Maybe some of the, maybe Bogart would want something like that, but the younger kids don't have the big money to pay for the stuff. Right. And they want the newer stuff, And but you always... You yeah, you're never saying that's do the wrong. bankable amount. It could sell for a thousand or more. He's yeah. just saying this is what you could bank on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks for your phone call. We got to take a quick break here. You're listening to Consignment Heroes. We're live on Zoomer Radio. Our phone number is 416-360-0740. Uh, Paul and Bogart's store is located at 10,341 Young Street. They're open during regular work week hours. We'll be right back. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Southworks Antiques, one of Canada's best antique malls, just got better by moving to a better location. Across the Grand River in Cambridge at 73 Water Street proudly stands the new Southworks Antiques. 25,000 square feet of antiques and nostalgia with an intriguing history for sale by over 100 vendors. Visit southworksantiques.com for directions. Then park free and check it out. It's a new beginning for a lot of old stuff at Southworks Antiques in Cambridge. Open every day of the year. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. We're live on Zoomer Radio. Our next caller is Rennie from Etobicoke. Rennie, how are you? Oh, yes. Hi. How are you? Good, good. What do you got? I've got a 1974 rare picture of John Lennon. Okay. How have you determined it's rare? Well, it's pretty, yeah, it's just like 1974. He's in like in a library room. But have you seen it anywhere? Why do you, it's a photo, a poster, a uh, publicity shot. What kind of picture is it? Yeah, it's a photo. It's it, like a photo, yeah, type. Uh, how big is it? Is it like something you took on a Polaroid? I mean. No, 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 no. It's, it's about, uh, hmm. I don't know, two feet by a foot and a half. It's pretty large. Sounds like a poster. Okay, it might have been something given away inside an album. I'd have to actually see it. But uh-huh. actual photos of, candid photos of people like John Lennon and the, and the Beatles and stuff like that actually go for good money. Um, if it's signed, it's even better. But, but if, if you have photos, but posters, 74... 
It's since it's a little late. If it was early Beatles stuff, it's usually in the mid sixties. It sells for big money. Seventy four, probably ten, fifteen dollars to use at the height, and they made a lot of them. You know what I mean? That's all. It's still a picture of John Lennon. I mean, still John Lennon. I'm I'm, I'm going to try and look it up at your how you're just saying it. I don't know what it's out of. That's what I'm thinking of here. Yeah, yeah, I see. And it's like um, because they they were doing. They all did all sorts. Emotional material at that time, okay? Mm-hmm. And it isn't like if it was in 1963 when they were first starting out and the people collect oh, the right, stuff. Right, right. You know, that's what I'm saying. So I'm actually, okay, John Lennon, 19, you sure it's 1974? Uh, around there, 73, 74, in, in somewhere in there. What's yeah. a couple of years? Well, what is he doing? Peace sign, thumbs up as he's having a cigarette, no, drinking just, coffee? What's just, the content? His legs are full. It's just in a, like, there's a library, books behind him in a room. It's just in a room. Yes, he's, mm. I'd have to see it. Uh, like mm-hmm. posters like John Lennon, um, twenty dollars fifty. Yes, what I said. Without going here, I just said most of them. Uh, some of his original art and stuff like that. It goes for a lot more money. But you're talking twenty, thirty dollars. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I'm sorry to give you the bad news on this, but you still <laughs> okay. get to enjoy it. Okay. I haven't found it yet, mm-hmm. so that might be the good thing. But uh, because. A lot. Of, there's a lot of people reproducing the stuff. And in 1974, you like Lennon, and people put it on eBay or they put it on uh, Kijiji mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. You know, and yeah, people, you might get a bidding war for it. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe I should bring it to your station one day. The station? I don't know. Are my store okay? Oh, your store. Sorry. Yeah. You're in Richmond Hill. Right? But phone first. Make sure I'm there, and maybe by that time I can actually have a bit more time to look it up for you. How's that? Okay. okay. Okay, thank, thank you, you very much. Although, in fairness, Paul, I have been saying your store's not open on Sunday. You should be able to meet some people at the station, but we can't. We don't have the security to do that. But it's I a shame. I could do it. It's a shame. I would do it. No, no, if no, Moses invite, says no, yes. Come on. Well, I, who, who knows? We don't want to invite people to, you know, it could go wrong. Anyway, our next caller is okay. John from Mississauga. John, how are you? Not too bad. Yourself? Not bad. What do you have? I have a, I don't know, painting. Yep. By Anna Hunter. It's an old lady sitting in a rocking chair. Okay, is she a listed artist? I don't know the name. Uh, that's what it's, yes, it is. It's, uh, she's from the States, I believe. And what year is it from? I don't know. Okay, when did you acquire How did you acquire it? Actually, it come from a, a, it was a gift from a second-hand store. Okay. Hmm. Well, I'm trying to Anna Hunter. No, 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 Anna Hunter. No, there's a, yeah, there's one. She's like from the south. She's from Georgia. What's the yeah. content of this piece? What's it look like? Hello, John. We John? lost John, but you know right, I have David and Guelph is our next caller. David and Guelph. Hey now, David and Guelph. On air right now. Yes, you are. How can I help you? <laughs> I have a walnut. Davenport writing desk, two feet by 22 and a half inches and 30 inches high. How old is it? By the English cabinet maker Thomas Black and dated 1875. Has four drawers with intricate carved walnut pulls that are numbered large, with, looks like pencil. When you bought it, how much did you buy it for? Uh, I, I had, it's been in the family for quite a few years. I'm not sure of the date. That's a good cabinet maker. On that time period, uh, Davenport's are very still popular because they're small and they fit in any condo. Mm-hmm. And 
they used to sell six, seven, eight, nine hundred dollars. If it's a really particularly nice, any inlay in it, uh, design, uh, mother of pearl, uh, inlaid wood, brass. No. Well, there's brass uh, locks and so on in all the drawers, and uh, but there's no pattern in the wood or anything no, like no. that. On this, um, carved. Yeah, they're still going between six hundred and a thousand dollars. Uh, mm-hmm. Just for as long as it's in good shape, it's very collectible. People still put them into the, into their condos. It's functional, you know what I mean. Put people in the hallway and stuff like that. Okay. This Thomas Black uh, is Victorian. Yeah, I'd have to check exactly what stuff's going for over here. You can give me send me off a picture tomorrow at my shop, which is at sales at TorontoGoldSilver.com, and um, I'll get you an exact price on it. How's that? Okay, and what was that again? Sales? Sales at Toronto Gold Silver, all one word, dot com. And that's the actual okay. email address. And yeah. anyone can use that. If someone's listening, oh, I didn't get a t- chance to call in or, you know, whatever the case is, you can snap a photo and just send it to sales at torontogoldsilver.com. Anytime, really, if you find something interesting, you just snap a photo and ask for a, a quick appraisal. Thanks for your phone call. Our final caller is going to be Lori from Hamilton. Lori, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. What do you have? Um, I have an old secretary desk. Okay. Um, I don't know how old it is. It was belonged to a man that my mom was married to. He'd be over 100 now, so I don't know when he acquired it. And, now, and he spent, now the last caller had his actual manufacturer on. Do you know who made it? I, I, well, somebody said something about the name on the back. I looked on the back. I didn't see any. I never looked anywhere else. Yeah. This is a very important thing about people collecting. If someone's going to pay good money, it's the same way that you'll pay good money for Tiffany, you'll pay good money for Burks or the brand names, people who are collecting, even furniture, they want to know who the manufacturer. You'll get more manufacturing for uh, a good name than you'll say that something says made in China. You know, so having the information of who made it is almost as important as important of how it looks. Because someone says, yes, I, I've had customers come in and say, yeah, I love how it looks. But is it made by anybody? If it's not, I'm going to spend my money on something that's made by somebody. So 10 years from now, when I want to sell it again, I will get most of my money back. This is not like where you go to one of these big box stores and you buy a piece of furniture and you, you spend $1,000. The next day, it's worth $20 if you want to resell it. Okay? If you're yeah. buying a piece of good furniture and it looks good and has a good name on it, 10 years from now, you should be able to get most of your money back. So what you have to do for next week when you call me back is you're going to get someone who comes in, one of your neighbors, tell them to look at the back of this desk or inside the drawer or underneath the drawer. It should have a manufacturer's name. Find the mark. We call it all the time with silver marks and stuff. Find the mark. In fact, for people who are calling in later shows coming up in the next couple of months, always if you're prepared, if you have the mark in front of you and say, I'm going to call about this. I like, I'm going to say, this is what it looks like. Here's what the name I found. I'm always, I can get cut right to the meat of it and give you the price right then. How's that? Okay? okay. Thanks okay. for your phone call. Uh, we have a couple notes to give. Of course, uh, special thanks to the show's producer, Sebastian Hearn. And uh, Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio continues online. You can go to YouTube.com, put into the search line for what it's worth, and you can see some of the rarer items that you guys actually have uh, in your store and that go through your hands. You'll talk about more of the rare and exciting items that you have. Is there anything interesting that's going to be posted today there? Uh, maybe. No, it's going to be later on. We're, Bogart and I, we're doing another uh, house 
We are doing a complete pack down of someone's estate. And, Fair enough. And we're going to be we're we're starting on that. We have to we supply all the boxes. We're telling what the stuff is worth. We're going to package with care and move it out. Doing the, they'll be left with just a, a blank apartment. That's all that's going to be left in this. <laughs> but no. Speaking but, of which. A little bit of love for our sponsors. Mississauga Cartons provides yep. a lot of boxes, also Clappison's Corners, and anyone else you can think of you should mention? Well, I'm going to say Mississauga Carton because we saved our client almost $300 on boxes. They gave us a quote what they thought they were buying boxes. So let me try my buddy at Mississauga Carton. Saved Sounds them $300 good. on boxes. Have a good week. Bye. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.